0: scn i guess for the month of is that May yet
1: it's close to may may is next week it starts because my rent is due on wednesday
0: i think this year is going by quick it's too quick i don't like it like yes last year we were like this is too slow and 2018 was like three years yeah and i guess it's making up for time anyways i'm jesus and rex is here Uh, hey we're in the same room this time we're
1: like a real podcast
0: (laughs) uh yeah i've been bugging rex to come over and like let's just record so this is what's gonna happen yeah all right well uh of course everybody's gonna be giving their two cents on uh on avengers endgame because we're in the endgame yeah big
1: big movie time in april the big event movie comes out what the fuck (laughs) i'm
0: i mean i actually got it kind of spoiled
1: already I, oh man, we talked about this a little bit last night. I am real behind on the MCU because I don't really care about it a whole lot. So
0: I uh, have not even seen the spoilers yet. I think for me, it's just I need to finish it off. Yeah. Uh, Just because it's been like 10 years since I've been following it. And I mean, same thing with Star Wars. It's like, I'm, I'm not too hyped for it. But I'll finish it off just because you have to end it, you know, be a waste of time. And it's funny, like I saw I saw something the other day It was like after 42 years, you know, it's uh, Star Wars is going to finish. I think each trilogy counts as its own story and we don't. Oh man, what Disney's been doing to it, we'll get on to that a little yeah. bit. Also, I don't watch Game of Thrones, sorry I had to do that. I do, <laughs> I do, and I'm not
1: going to talk about it too much, but my hot take is I kind of hated the last two seasons, because most of it was build up, and that felt like it, like we all knew it was going to go somewhere, but uh, this uh, new season's actually been pretty okay, I still am very unhappy that it's turned into zombie apocalypse, but fantasy though. And that's my hot take on Game really of Thrones. What it is? Yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. Like, within the last, like, I guess the last two seasons, season and a half or so, um, just because of the way that they set up the story, all the fun, cool political intrigue stuff is like it's still there, but it's taken a back burner to, oh, the zombie. They're like frost zombies, basically. And it's like the zombies are here, and we have to make one last stand as humanity to stop it and put all our differences aside to
0: zombie apocalypse and it's gotten real dumb so you know how there was like a oh walking dead is tied into breaking bad yeah like, watch them find like some way to like throw that in there that would be as well silly uh. <laughs> i i just said i don't watch game of thrones just because it's the thing to say now yeah you know
1: yeah there's so many more people <laughs> that are like
0: ah game of thrones which is Real dumb, because it is a really good show. i I don't know, I just didn't catch interest in it. I watch really stupid things, and that's what catches my interest. yeah, um, I it never, maybe it's too complex for me. <laughs> no, I
1: wouldn't say, okay, so it's one of those shows too like and I'm really critical about media that does this I because I feel like it doesn't respect your time and in a like climate where there's way too much to watch and experience at any given time. I kind of feel like if a show or a video game takes more than like three or four hours to grip you in, then it's kind it really isn't worth experiencing. Mm -hmm. And Game of Thrones is one of those like the first season. It's got some moments where it's like, oh hey, this is cool, this is really cool, but it doesn't really pick up until the very end of it. So I definitely get it. I feel that way about Bojack Horseman too, which is my favorite tv show of all time pretty much but that first half of the first season is such a fucking slog
0: yeah no it was i i think i watched like two episodes in with game of thrones and i'm like okay Uh, and that's how it just felt yeah i mean uh, not hating on anybody that wants to watch it that's fine but i just don't watch it that's it and i'm not gonna be yeah that's
1: fair you know yeah that's that's completely (laughs) fair i feel like it's like with me and mcu and we're going to say some things this episode that are very critical of a lot of things that people like. But I, I do want to preface that with it's okay to like things. We're not judging you for liking stuff.
0: And we're not kink shaming.
1: Yeah, we're not kink shaming you.
0: Yeah. I mean, for some people, the MCU is very sexual, so.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, w- I watch some bad shit, like... We watched, uh, I think it was at the end of last year, beginning of this year, uh, Rhea and I definitely binged the, uh, entire newest season of, uh, Gypsy Weddings in one sitting. What? Yeah. Is it
0: literally like a show about Gypsy Weddings?
1: It started off that way. Now it's just really bad scripted, uh, reality TV bullshit with, uh, and it's also very racist. That's a whole (laughs) other tangent. (laughs) <laughs>
0: so back to Avengers and like what Disney has been doing. I think uh, as the mouse has been buying up a bunch of properties and, or companies, I think they've watered down what really is good storytelling.
1: Yeah, no, they definitely have. It's been a very long, uh, very long process, but uh, oh man, I don't even know where to begin with this because I had a full speech prepared last night that we were talking about. <laughs> um disney's monopoly pretty much on entertainment like it's not a complete and total monopoly obviously like nbc universal still around sony's still kicking and like warner brothers is, is its own thing but disney kind of like dwarfs everybody as far as like what they own and their like reach and everything so they don't really have to try to make good stuff anymore and that is with them basically being the only game in town, they, that is a very scary thing. There's a lot of uh, a lot of ethical concerns that it brings up, as mm-hmm. far as uh, everything from who gets to create mainstream media to what kind of things we get to consume, to how we get to consume it, and it's uh, if you like fictional media at all of any type right now you should be very scared of what's gonna happen with this uh with disney's brand new cool monopoly yeah it's that like
0: god it's like uh creativeness is out
1: mm-hmm. and
0: autonomy is all in and that's how that's how these that's how like star wars feels now yeah i mean as a guy that's got like a star wars tattoo because man i, I thought it was a great movie i you know i like the prequels and all that i went to the last two movies and don't get me wrong I enjoy the inclusiveness that they're that that they're doing, Mm -hmm. but I'm really upset with the lack of creativity. Yeah, you know the the lack of trying to step out of the your step out of the safe zone for them Mm -hmm. with as much money as they have. You know, doing all these like CGI. One of the big things for me was the, the the CGI. Yeah, I would love to go back to the props like the prequel or not the prequel. Excuse me, because the prequel had awful CGI too. But you know, like the original trilogy, that's that's the charm of it, and Disney is losing the the ideas of being charming.
1: Yeah, no, they definitely are. Like with the like with what you said, the amount of money they have, there is no reason they can't like step out of their comfort zone and like. Make, I'm not saying make every movie, but every once in a while, make a movie that's basically Twin Peaks, uh, season three, episode eight, or like (laughs) the last half of Neon Genesis Evangelion or like season four of BoJack Horseman. Like they can afford to make weird shit that like really pushes the medium of film and like the boundaries of what film can do. They can make a spider verse if they want to, but they, uh they're not and there's a lot of reasons behind that i mean a lot of their movies too because we have to remember america and europe and japan are not the main market for these hollywood movies anymore they have to make things that will they can also sell in china and china has very strict content restrictions on uh what can be shown in movies uh all the way down to like plot and stuff is if it's subversive they can't really and like could be misinterpreted or interpreted properly as like possibly being like anti-government anti-authority they lose their biggest market
0: and that's and that sucks It does. And, and i mean that also happens not so much but it happens for video games as well
1: oh yeah no it's definitely happening in video games a lot too which is really interesting because like that happens but then SNK is now owned by a chinese company and they're at, they're putting out some really interesting stuff and being like really progressive with their content um Samurai Showdowns got an incredibly diverse cast all of a sudden yeah um yeah Samurai Showdowns got like an incredibly diverse cast out of nowhere which is really cool like that wasn't a, something i ever expected to happen
0: The only bad thing is, like, with that, yes, it's going back to the the, what you get, they control what you see and what you enjoy. Like, Samurai Showdown, how much do you think that's really going to sell? How much of a push it is versus, like, what Mortal Kombat. Here,
1: not so much. I am more than willing to bet in China and Latin America it does better than Mortal Kombat, though.
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because in every. Every corner store, there was a, Sam- a Neo Geo machine with Samurai Showdown. So, mm. There's uh, a
1: very brief time in the 2000s where SNK was primarily making their games for, like, Latin American markets, which was, a- that was my favorite era Oh, God, of the S&K. soccer ones. Yeah, they had the soccer <laughs> games. Um, Angel from King of Fighters, a character specifically made for that market, who is one of my favorite characters. That's
0: the what... girl that does the devil horns. Isn't she, like, blonde, though? Yeah. Yeah. It's like like what what was in the last King of Fighters, the Team Mexico was, like, a a luchador, a blonde chick, and a dinosaur.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they have, uh... God, what's her name? Uh, Paula, that's the character that's, like, the Brazilian uh, carnival girl. I think I might be getting her mixed up with another character.
0: Laura from Street Fighter?
1: Yeah, Laura from Street Fighter is another character that was designed for that market. But, uh... I mean, yeah, they, they've done some really interesting things with, like, trying to, like, embrace, like, having a diverse set of characters. They added a Muslim character to King of Fighters with the last DLC, which gave a lot of people, like... Funny feelings. Yeah. I thought it was cool, though. She <laughs> had a really, like, cool design.
0: Well, that's like, uh, with Mortal Kombat now, they... Uh, what is it? The red one? Oh, Scarlet. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are hating it on it for that reason, too. It's like, oh, she looks m- Middle Eastern.
1: Which, whatever. <laughs> like, I, I don't know the whole thing with the new Mortal Kombat and uh, boner culture, as uh, people are referring to it as. Um, take it away, my Skippy outfits. It's really dumb. Like, that's all there there is that needs to be said about that. Like,
0: Well, I, the way I see it, it's like the, the game devs do not owe you anything. Yeah. Right. If a game dev chooses to have, you know, the skimpy outfits, that's on them. And you know, most of the time, a lot of the times, they treat it well. But then you have some that it's just like, why are, you know, we play yeah. what was that, Super Kinky?
1: Yeah, we were playing Super Kinky like a couple weeks ago. Is that tasteful? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely
0: not. Uh, if you if you want to know what we're talking about, uh, look up Super Super Kinky at. On Steam, it sure is a game that exists. Probably not a good idea to look at it at work though. Yeah, but um, yeah. Anyway, speaking of Mortal Kombat, they had that big release. Yeah, people have been really excited for it. I'm waiting for the collected edition because I, we all don't have time anymore to. Yeah, to time do all to that.
1: grind or I like money for all the DLC. But Warner Brothers always does this fun, cool.
0: Well, the what were they saying? It's like sixty four hundred dollars to yeah. unlock every single skin for them, and then uh, I think it was like three thousand hours to grind it without money.
1: Yeah, which I mean makes sense
0: because uh, they need money.
1: Yeah, the in the money, I would <laughs> imagine that. Uh, offsets all the people like us that aren't gonna buy it at launch um there's probably several hundred people that are buying all of the dlc at once and that more than makes up for uh the copies that aren't sold which is stupid amount of money it's really gross but hey it's capitalism uh, that's your money whatever disney monopoly it all it all ties back together we need like If you're not a fan of this sort of, like, thing, if you don't like these business practices, if you think it's gross that uh, there's going to be theaters open 24 hours for four straight days for Avengers showing, um, you really need to take a step back and think critically about uh, the way you consume media and what you're giving money to.
0: Yeah, because I think, like, for for Endgame, I did get tickets, but I'm going at, like, 11 in in the morning. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, you're right. It's like these theater workers as someone that like works stupid hours at, at an ER. This is, uh, this is going to be hell for the theater workers.
1: Yeah, no, it's going to be really bad. I used to, uh, I worked at a Starbucks in a mall over here, Baybrook, if you, uh, listening to this and you know where that is, um, I worked at uh, the Starbucks in Baybrook Mall for a pretty long time and I worked every single Black Friday that I was there and it was really terrible. The first year I worked there was the year that they started opening the mall at uh, 11 p.m. Thanksgiving night and I had that shift all three years I was there, uh, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m., and then I would go home, take a nap, and be back up there to close. Because we would close late, too. We were open for 24 hours. One year we were open for, like, 26 or 28. But, yeah, I'd go back in at uh, 6 p.m. and close the store. Wow. We'd be out at uh, with all the cleaning and stuff we'd have to do. We would be out by midnight, 1-ish, and a lot of stores still they stayed there later cleaning and had to be there earlier to uh, get ready for open. And it was really gross. But I mean, people don't think about things like that. They uh, don't, you, they don't have the willingness to learn how the sausage is made. And it's uh, it, it the sucks. companies don't want you to know how the sausage is made. Cause <laughs> I mean, if you're going to, if they're going to sell you a ticket to Avengers that like, in the morning. They don't want you to think about like the theater workers.
0: They haven't been having to be there till at least six in the morning, yeah, at least. And then uh, go home for four hours and come back for like the first couple of showings. But uh, going back to the Mortal Kombat thing, uh, oh boy, yeah, there's a thing that hasn't been that's been making the rounds now, and that's uh, it's going back to like you know, vote with your money, yeah, um people corporations not wanting you to know how the sausage is made and in the making of the sausage which are nether realm games uh someone died because yeah it got
1: overworked it was actually uh injustice too but yeah a lot of uh nether realm employees have been coming out of the woodwork to uh, talk about the studio's crunch practices which is real interesting because uh epic had a similar thing happen this week too people were talking about uh the permanent crunch on fortnite trying to keep up with all the other games and keep up with the scope of the game and how it compares to, uh, apex legends, which respawn, even though they're owned by EA has a, from what it seems like a uh, pretty healthy, uh, right. Like, yeah. A pretty healthy workforce that really values, uh, like employees not having to crunch and getting to spend, like having like a really adequate, like work life balance. So people are complaining that the updates are coming slower. Fortnite updates all the time, but their employees, the employees at Epic are always having to crunch. And that's really not healthy in NetherRealm. There's all these stories coming out about how uh, a lot of their employees are only paid minimum wage. And they're there like, oh, hey, we've got to, uh, you, you get to have this game on your CV. So that's enough. But what happens is because they're having to work minimum wage and there's already like this crunch environment, a lot of these people wind up working like these 60 hundred hour work weeks to try and get overtime because the cost of living in Chicago is so high. Mm-hmm. And, um, there, there's still inve- like, there's journalists investigating this whole thing. Now we'll see what actually happens. But, uh, former NetherRealm employee made a claim that, uh, the guy i forgot his name but he's uh like in memory of at the beginning of the injustice 2 credits actually died at his desk at Netherrealm Ouch. during crunch for injustice 2 and the whole thing kind of just got swept under the rug wow yeah
0: and that's the same thing with like like borderlands 3 gearbox oh. is like coming out with like some of the the employees are coming out with like dude they're they're pushing us hard yeah cuz they want that real that date and everything and yeah that that ethics in in gaming
1: (laughs) yeah yeah this is the real like ethics and gaming conundrum and i mean there there's probably people listening to this and being like oh it's uh whatever i have to work harder for less pay at my job no one should have to like that 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 argument is invalid because no one none of us needs to be working that hard for such little money
0: well it doesn't matter the amount of money it's like
1: And no, yeah, no one needs to be working that hard in general. Yeah, I mean, to the brink of death. Um, There's too much content out there anyway. Like it's all like all of this is just basically like it's jerking off. That's all it is. Because (laughs) you you're you're being pushed to make this content, make this content, make this content, make this thing, make this thing. It doesn't fucking matter because there's so much out there. We could afford as a uh, society to have way less content than we do right now and pre-
0: preferably better
1: yeah preferably better we we could have shorter experiences too like not every game needs to be like a hundred dollar game with like a two-year
0: season pass and microtransactions out re- the ass that reminds me uh deep space waifu world came out and that's only two dollars so yeah i gotta pick that up yeah uh let's keep going with the complain cast. Because that's what we're doing this time. It's it's good to get a lot of things off your chest and kind of, you know, bring things into the light that people may or may not know or, you know, they share the same opinions too. Yeah,
1: and like yeah, just in general if you're gonna complain about the way that uh, fictional media has been heading like the last couple of years in regards to like video games and film particularly um, take a couple steps back and uh, reevaluate your relationship with the work and uh, how you feel about uh, the way people are being treated to produce this kind of work mm-hmm. and how uh, doing things like giving money to Disney Plus might. Uh,
0: Reinforce. Yeah, reinforce
1: things or, like, the other thing. There's, like, a large contingent of people that want to be, like, bruh, the SJWs are ruining things and progressive agenda and stuff, which is really, like, people have always kind of complained about it, but as someone that's taken a lot of film classes and a lot of, like, media classes in general, the pushback has never really... Except for, like, the Red Scare period, like, right before the Cold War. Um, the pushback's never been this strong, and you know what happened during the Red Scare? Media stagnated, and pop culture stagnated real hard, and it took decades to recover from that. So, you don't get to complain about the SJWs ruining shit, and then complain about how everything is reboots, and there's, like unexciting fictional universes. Cause what you're doing is you're scaring off the people that would be making these things
0: for you to consume. Think about it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely true. It's like, man, we do, we are getting way too many reboots.
1: Yeah. And I mean, a lot of that too, it goes back to the other thing, the Chinese market, um, Western culture related stuff was not legal to sell there for the longest time and a lot of that is like oh hey we can make this sell it as a new thing and bring it out over there so that's that's another interesting uh tangent to follow but uh
0: chinese market
1: though (laughs) yeah um yeah and then it's big but it doesn't necessarily in the case of like s&k and stuff it's big but it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing it's just the people in charge of these companies like Disney and stuff are making it a bad, bad thing. Yeah. So,
0: you know I like shoes, right? Yeah. I like kicks or sneakers and stuff. Uh, one thing I, I saw not too long ago, and I understand, like, the sneaker market is also awful. Because, of course, Nike pays, like, nothing to these people to make for, to make them and things like that. Yeah. Um, something came up that kind of made me laugh the other day. It's like, we all love Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. You know, great rapper, great art act, actor, great person. I guess. Yeah, you'd say. I would
1: say in general he's a really great dude. I've never met the dude, so yeah, I, I like. I mean, what we w- see. Yeah, what we see is cool.
0: I've always been a huge fan of his work. So, he's bringing out these Adidas, and man, he just he kind of moved a little bit towards my shit list because uh, they look raggedy as fuck. Oh yeah, they look really like. Raggedy and the, the the theory behind it is like, hey, you gotta remember where you're from and stay humble and stuff. And I'm like, really dude?
1: Yeah, the sentiment behind it's kinda kinda <laughs> eh.
0: And I think uh these shoes, let me they haven't come out yet, so they're going for a little bit more than usual. But last time I checked they were going for about three hundred and there was one pair that was going for like six hundred and I'm like...
1: Yeah, that's a bit much. Like, I'll say this is someone that's not a sneaker junkie. Like, I mostly wear Sanooks and... Uh converse all-star high tops and i'm wearing a pair of high tops that i've had for about two years that i've only cleaned like twice right now
0: yeah i know i'm, I'm over here just like angry
1: <laughs> but uh i i thought they look kind of cool because they remind me of sanooks but i'm also not gonna pay 600 dollars for that i will pay no
0: more than 40 dollars for a pair of those shoes maybe yeah <sighs> let me see if i can find them Oh, they went way down, guys. I guess they got released. One hundred ninety-two dollars now. That's still so way more than. Yeah, what they for what they are? Uh, uh. Uh-uh. I would pay. Look, look at this. They have these uh. Bishop from Alien, the Stompers. Yeah. I'd rather. Yeah, pay those are cool, some good money for man. that. But. Uh, but yeah, no, I I really dislike this whole uh. Celebrities telling us to stay humble, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. I think that's all we have, right? Yeah, basically. Um,
1: Yeah, we covered the list. There's yeah. not really a whole lot of, whole lot else going on. It's been a really weird, slow year. There is that Persona 5 announcement this morning. Everybody thought they were going to announce a port to the Switch, but it's just uh, a Dynasty Warriors
0: clone. Yeah. That's uh, funny. Honkpalooza's coming up, so we'll be there. Yeah, I will be at a panel. We won't have a panel this year. We just didn't. It, it's been slow, I think, in cool news i think personal lives it's been like super busy for us that's why you haven't heard yeah from us in a while and it it just takes a little bit of time oh wait wait there is that one thing that came out the little dicky earth oh yeah that happened uh i don't know if well of course a lot of you all know who little dicky is he came out with the most corniest wholesome earth song i guess you could say yeah and, man, it, it has a bunch of guest stars in the video and in the music video, or in the song as well. But I don't know, man. I think it's real
1: interesting that, like, a lot of stuff keeps coming out like that that's, like, corny and wholesome because I remember at the beginning of uh, of Trump, everybody was like, oh, I can't wait. Punk Rock's going to make a comeback. We're going to have cool, angry music. But the reality of it has been, like, no, because a lot of us that make, stuff like that have been too busy participating in direct action or like not wanting to deal with a blowback from the like hundreds of internet trolls that pop up to just like shit all over you anytime you make like anything vaguely critical about uh the current administration or the people in power right now and there's been like this move towards like quirky wholesome content <laughs> uh from smaller artists and i do kind of
0: like that a lot I think it's, but it's. I think it's them appealing to, basically memes and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with like meme yeah. culture too, yeah, especially like with all those uh those corporate uh, Twitter Twitter accounts. Yeah. Like stakeums and. I wrote a paper earlier,
1: earlier, yeah, earlier this year where I described it as, uh, post adult swim meme culture. <laughs> no, yeah, it does. But that's basically what
0: happened. Yeah, it sounds exactly like that. Uh, anyways, yeah, Conk Blues is coming. I will be on a panel yeah, on Sunday at twelve thirty. Uh, we'll post it up. It's gonna be about. It's gonna be in collaboration, or I'm gonna be guesting for the Houston yeah. Zine Fest non collaboration, uh, to talk about the zines that we used to do. Maybe we'll bring those back. Soon. I think we should. Yeah, I think we, we should. had a lot of fun doing those. Maybe we we'll actually make a service merchandise. The Zine. Yeah, so <laughs> I was cleaning up my
1: Twitter uh, last night because uh, I have way too many uh, people following, and my ratio from uh, following to followers is pretty bad. Um, I'm following service merchandise That's on hilarious. Twitter, and I didn't
0: unfollow them. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll give more details on that. Uh, if you see us around in Conclusa, say hello and that's about it yeah we'll be there uh all three days yeah pretty no, much no.
1: um i'm excited yeah it's gonna be real good but it snuck up like something that i think is real interesting is uh how early it is this year like none of us really had time to prepare it was like we blinked and panel signups were over and all of a sudden for me it was like we blinked and it's like oh it's a week and a half away. I'm not gonna have time to make a cosplay. Yeah, I know.
0: I'm just gonna go comfy all three days. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's like, uh, here's an update on each of our lives. Chris is busy getting ready for Japan. Yeah, Chris is gonna be in Japan. And then Ryan is busy becoming an Insta thought. Yeah. And that that's a positive thing. Yeah, okay. that is a positive thing. <laughs> and then I've been busy with working, making a baby which is going to be crazy. Yeah. And then you've been busy with school.
1: Yeah, I've got school. I've got my uh, non-Starbucks job where that I don't talk about a whole lot where I'm, a, I'm an SEO analyst guy. And then I've got an anime blog now. Oh, yeah, yeah. At, yeah. Uh, at beyondelectricsheep.com. I will have a
0: new article coming out on Monday. And you can always... We always link those up there because, you know, we support each other
1: yeah it's fun uh if you're a long time like listener uh consumer of our content my writing has gotten a lot better uh after taking uh literature and film criticism (laughs) classes so it's uh, a lot better than uh what it used to be for the zine and the website which is fun and cool but uh
0: i don't write pretty but i can still just Put everything together. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean
1: that's the thing. Like that's the fun thing about the independent press is you don't have to write pretty as long as you've got something to say and say it and put it out there. And <laughs> yeah, we do need to do zines again. That would be fun.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's it from us for this month. Uh, we'll be back around in May because this is April. Yeah, this is April. God, April. This probably is the end of April. We'll probably
1: do. I would imagine we'll do a post Comic Palooza show and like. Yeah, it's weekend after next. Yeah. Well, I would imagine we'll do a post-Comic the yeah. show. So you'll hear
0: from it. us soon. All right. Uh, Good night, Space City.
1: I just saluted the microphone. Like, <laughs> people can see me. <laughs>